Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Manly Hanley Podcast. This is the podcast with no limits on what we'll cover. I'm your host, Randy. Have a snack, sit back, and relax. This episode was recorded on Saturday evening, May 9th, 2021. May 8th, actually. It's actually May 8th. How did I screw that up already? All right. So here we are. Uh, different streaming setup, different lighting setup, same room, same everything. But the light, I have a light here. Going to see if that improves things. With the um, quality of the video, with focusing, all that stuff. It should. should dramatically. Didn't really do anything other than a two-second test. Just recording to my hard drive locally. Alright, so um, what's today's episode title? It's uh, Challenges with Technology. It's just I'm going to cover five of them. And these are five ones that I see that you might not just think of off the top of your head, but ones I see in my professional career and you know family friends whatever that don't always seem like it's something you would think could happen i guess i mean it could happen to anybody but they're just seemingly less common but um let's change this i just want to make sure that it's still streaming pretty good okay cool i have to check check this a few times because this is a new recording method again i add, actually added back the multi-track recording that i used to always do because it's it's pretty heavy on the computer processor, but I do have a beefier desktop that I got in the last, I don't know, month. And it can handle it, seemingly. So let's just see if it doesn't crash. My uh, old computer would crash when trying to do this, because it's also streaming to three platforms. Um, well, restream, and then that streams to three platforms. But we're going to cover some uh, tech challenges today. So let's start with the first one. Um, you know... Allowing a browser notification, you know, that ended up being from an untrustworthy site, later getting a virus notification about it. And this happens to people that know things about computers. Um, it's really easy because notifications are a common form of spam or just way to annoy you on your computer, but not right away. And you'll forget about it when you allow it. So when you go to a lot of websites, you've seen this, before, it's happened to you. When you go to a website, it will say allow notifications like Google, like Gmail might do it because they have, good, they have good intentions about it. They want to notify you about email. But some other sites are using that built-in functionality in your browser, your likely your Chromium or Edge, any kind of Chrome-based browser to, I mean, other browsers do it too. Any, any browser, I guess, could, but allow you to give that site permission to use your notification panel, if you will. So on like Windows 10, you have a little notification at the bottom right of the screen, like those little tiles. Well, you're giving that website permission to that. So at any random point in time, maybe they could push a notification to you that says you have a virus. And then, well, you know, okay, well, what do I do? I have a virus. It, it looks legit because it's coming from the notification panel where, you would, where your antivirus would take advantage of to notify you of a real virus. And I see it all the time. And... Yeah, it's if you don't really know what's going on and you haven't run into this before, it, it, at first it might catch you off guard. 
But most of the time at the bottom of that notification, you'll look at it and it, it, you can see that it's coming from your browser. It'll say like in the bottom of the notification who's responsible for the notification and it's a browser. Well, generally your browser is not going to alert you about a virus on your computer. Your computer is your system. So that's the first one that gets a lot of people. And the first thing you can do, like I could even show you on my computer. I took a screenshot of like where that area is, but you can go to, let's see, can you see my restream? That's the website I'm, that I'm logged in through. But um, right here, I took a little screen snippet. Um, what the heck? Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't put, take a screenshot of that one for you. But all you would do is you just go to your browser settings. Like in Chrome, you would click up here at the top, right? This is Edge. And you would go to settings. And it just opened on my other screen. But, you know, pretty much from there, you could just go through your settings. And it's going to be under uh, site permissions in, in Edge. Because you're giving each site permission to do whatever it does and well you want to turn off permissions for whatever site's throwing out that alert and then you'll find out that your virus goes away there's no virus 99 percent of the time viruses are less common on windows 10 machines like back when mac was like the safe computer and it's just as dangerous in my opinion on any computer because if you have admin permissions to your own machine which many people do you can get a virus as an admin you can install a virus anywhere you want don't give yourself admin permissions on your local machine Make a separate admin account. Do yourself a favor. Trust me. It's, it's, it's the way to do it. That's how all, you know, engineers, administrators I work with, they all say the same thing. We know better. You got to not give yourself admin permission to your active account. No, no, no. It's a big no-no. Um, so what's the next one? Let's go back to my big head here on the screen. Oh, there I am. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. I might look really pale because the light is like right on my... I mean, you can't see how bright this thing is. It's super bright. But, um, wow. Yeah, I, I didn't do any color correction. I it ha The light has knobs on it to like change the yellowness. And the, I'm... No, I, I'm just going to suffer later and just be like, wow, what did I do? <laughs> okay, so the next one, if I can get my screen back to where it was, where it's supposed to be is um, plugging in a monitor and not knowing that HDMI often takes over as a sound device. Well, if you think about it, your home entertainment system that you used to have, <laughs> you know, remember the DVD player? Remember everything that uses HDMI when it started coming out? Well, you know that HDMI can send sound over it, right? It, it can send audio. It's not just video. Like your old video cables like RCA, you know, red, white, and yellow. It's not that. It's HDMI sends it all up and down that cable. Well, our old monitors that we used to have generally would just have a video cable and that's it. The video cable sends the video from your computer to the monitor and you had a separate speaker. Well, <laughs> lots of monitors, particularly cheaper ones or TVs even, obviously they have, they, they can take audio through HDMI. And when those people plug in HDMI, myself included, I've, I've done it so many times. I, you just, your sound card might just switch over to that new device that it discovers and it's trying to play audio through these terrible speakers that are bottom firing or backfiring speakers on your monitor that are probably just as quiet as an old PC speaker or like walkie-talkie. They're tiny. They're, they're terrible speakers, just like the ones in your laptop most of the time. So all you do, you know, at, in Windows or, I mean, Mac, it's, it's easy as well, but you, you know, go to your sound settings, disable that. I, I personally would go to my sound settings and disable the audio from that monitor. In Windows, it's really easy to disable display audio it might come up as under device manager 
you would disable it. Right click on it, disable. Just so then when you plug it in or when you you know turn it on, it's not going to take over your sound. And then like you know my audio is going through my audio interface. No way would I want that going through my monitor. It would just be this delayed echo and it would sound terrible. So that's number two. Uh, number three, if they're on a corporate network or like in the office where their computer generally is, they might forget that generally companies have a password policy. Your computer wasn't following the password policy in many companies while at home. You had as many chances as you want to type your password incorrectly. Well, if you're on VPN remotely, that puts you on your corporate network. It's It makes your computer act like it's on the network if your company still uses a VPN. Um, but when you go into an office as well, it's like the equivalent of being on VPN and you start typing your password incorrectly, there's a chance that your system is going to lock you out because your administrator sees some incorrect attempts. They're not monitoring you as, clo- as closely at home. And um, I see this all the time. And again, not the user's fault. It's just something that you don't really expect. And I wouldn't either. And I'm in IT and I might not think about that when I just go into an office and, oh yeah, my computer is following corporate policy. It's, got, it's going to lock itself out if I type it wrong. I got to type it more carefully. That's number three. Not going to spend much time on that one. Another one is not setting up. This one's doesn't sound like it would be common, but it's very common. <laughs> and it's not setting up an expiration for your out-of-office message. Now, this, this applies to anybody. It doesn't have to be a workplace. Um, and not remembering to turn it off when returning to the office. So, it's to me, it's like almost the equivalent of leaving on your turn signal when you're changing lanes and you've already changed lanes. Or like that person that can't turn off the car alarm and you're and you're just kind of waiting and you're like, is he going to get it? Is he going to get it? No. You know, kind of like that. But this is a real easy one and it's like you can just use the expiration if you're really certain you're coming back to work on the next day or whatever it is. Um, here's what it looks like in Outlook. I took a screenshot um, and I'll explain the screenshot app I'm using. It's my, it's my new favorite. My favorite. Um, but this right here, you can see turn on automatic replies. This is under the mail settings and outlook. This is outlook.com, Microsoft, um, or office 365, Microsoft 365. The email looks just like this. And under automatic replies, you got this little only during a time period and, you know, turn that on. Just do it. Do yourself a favor. You might not remember to turn it off, even though it reminds you at the top of outlook since the beginning of time, it's done that. But you still want to use that because what if you go into the office and you don't open your email first thing? This is a really handy setting. Use it. So, um, I heard an echo on my monitor. Oh, that was weird. So, that's a big one. Uh, yeah, no more time on that one. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is, I think this is number five. So, working on an unplugged laptop, not realizing that your power settings, the power saving settings, often decrease your performance. This happens a lot, but I don't hear it talked about a lot. It, you know, this it, it'll it'll generally only affect a few settings, but there are things that you might not want to slow down, such as Wi-Fi or USB suspending. You might want want those to do that. You might you might want to keep them active. And that area, I like to go to if you're on a Windows machine. Okay, <laughs> I, uh, Mac settings are a little more simplified. I would say with the power settings, they're in my opinion a little more limited, but. On PC, you would go to your control panel to get to this Windows 7-ish looking power options. Uh, in Windows 10, you can click the start button and you can just start typing, um, you know, like if you click, uh, we'll show it on your screen. Will you be, 
Let's see if I can go back to my screen. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you would just type in audio, and then you see sound settings. You go to that, and it's going to bring you up here. And when you're under sound settings, you can see sound control panel. You click that, and you can get some more settings. Um, you know, whoops. What am I doing? Why did I say so? Why did I say audio? Well, because I was just talking about sound, I guess, but I meant power. So we're going to type power. Same thing. You just click the start button, type the word power. And you can tell when I record these really late. Now it's 11.20 right now, p.m. Um, last two weeks ago, I recorded it later. But anyways, when you type in the word power, you're going to click on edit power plan. My gosh, Randy, get this right. And then it's going to bring you to that window that I took in the screenshot. Yeah, I could edit this down, but I'm, you know I don't do that. It takes too much time. So yeah, when you get to your power settings, you're going to click the little change advanced power settings and you'll get this little box, right? Power options. And in my opinion, if you're if you're mostly plugged in on your laptop with power, just change these settings to be less energy saving. Who cares? It's your laptop. Use it. Use it to be a laptop. You don't want it to slow down or, or fart out on you. Change things like wireless adapter settings. You know, you'd go to that and you would click on the setting and change it to maximum performance, not maximum power saving or optimize whatever don't do it just performance prime now i don't know if you get that joke um but this is really cool you just want to turn these up turn off usb selected uh, suspend turn it off go through all those settings you know if there's settings that you think you might be able to do without and maybe it'll save your battery some energy okay but keep your laptop plugged in you don't have to like we're not traveling as much come on you have, you're not going anywhere and that's really it. So um, let's bring my big head back on the screen. Whoa. Here I am again. I would like to thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, trying to ramp things up here again, get going, be more consistent, have some good content. And been working on the websites. I got three of them that I work on. Two really at all. But uh, randyhanley.com, you know, it's just there for the podcast. And um, my Randy Media site is going to be pretty cool. I'm going to offer some services online. That sounds really dirty, but I meant services, you know, like technology and podcast. I think services. I don't know why the word services could be. It's just, it's, I don't know. I don't like saying the word services. Um, anyway, if you're a new listener to the Manly Hanley podcast, we would love to hear from you. Visit our website and leave a comment. That's randyhanley.com. And feel free to send me an email. I do it the old fashioned way. It's just randy at randyhanley.com. And follow Randrums on Twitter. I'm barely on there ever, but it's the only social network I really use, I guess, besides MeWe.com and Twitter. So thanks a lot for listening. Have a great weekend. And also, happy Mother's Day tomorrow to all the mothers out there. Thank you. Thank you.